Previously on Finish It. I chose my other favorite ending. Oh, nice. <laughs> it's me to page 119. It's depressing. It sure is. There's nothing you hate more than not being able to solve a murder case. Oh, my gosh. The end. Incredible. On the case. Unbelievable. So we fin- We did it two times. We finished we it two times. We get to do episode one of Space episode Vampire. Episode one of Space Vampire is coming straight from the Tiki Lounge. Uh-huh. Yeah, now right. that Harlow Thrombie's done, you can finally tell people about this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we know you were all kind of waiting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Matt Yule. I'm Chris, theme song Yule. <laughs> Welcome to a sparkly new Finish It. A completionist choosing your own adventure, Vampire Cast. Every book, every, dang it, every page, every, <laughs> <laughs> every book, every day in the past couple of months has been a real nightmare, but today is a new world and it's very exciting. You gotta I'm make sorry, them snappier. I'm making them up as I go. You gotta make them snappier. Sipier. I don't do snappy. I do Put them on a t-shirt. Sincere. Okay. Well, hey, new theme song. New theme new song. New book. Today's the day. Everything's fresh and clean. We're out of the mansion. We're out of Thrombyville. We don't live there anymore. No, we don't. Jenny Mudge calls our house and our dad and Aunt Miranda is all like, <laughs> oh, he's, I don't know where he is. They, they, he's gone. He went to join the Space Academy. Yeah, he's elite. (laughs) I'm very excited and very trepidatious because I feel so nervous about this being a bad book. Not because I think it is, because I'm just scared of it being a bad book. Yeah, do you want to tease the read? I kind of want to tease the read a little bit. I feel like... (laughs) <laughs> I got a lot of wor- I got a lot of world building. Oh yeah, but nothing happened yeah, for yeah, me. Yeah. Did anything happen for you? I was pretty pumped about it until, yeah. like you know, it's nice again. Like no pressure. We're just yeah. reading a book. It's just fun for the first sure. time. Sure. Um, and I lied. There was a lot of world building. It was like kind of like different. That. I was kind of not expecting a lot of stuff. But my ending was classic Packard, and it really was bothered it? me because, okay. <laughs> like, is that what? Like, I honestly, I don't understand it. I still don't understand it. And I kind of feel like we might have gotten exactly the same ending. I don't exactly know. I actually like path. my ending, but my journey was very uneventful. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, that's promising. Yeah, I guess. But um, <laughs> before we get into that, yeah, let's crawl up inside of a shiny new segment. Matt, can you yeah. um, jangle me? Here's a new segment. Get ready for a new jangle. All right. Uh, is this the right one? It is. We'll finish it, find it worth being. We'll finish it, find it wanting. If you want to know what we think, then listen to this review. <laughs> That's right. It's We're doing a, it's a review segment. Are we a review podcast now? We'll finish. No, we just do a segment every once in a while. Okay. We'll, we'll finish it, find it wanting. We'll I, finish it, find <laughs> it worthy. Ooh. This is finish it, finds it, which <laughs> saying it out loud doesn't sound good. It sounds great. Finish it, finds it. Okay, yeah. And so at the end, we decide to finish it, find it worthy, or finish it, finds it wanting. That's correct. All right. Okay, so um, so we had some people point out that there is a cool choose-your-own board game, choose-your-own-adventure board game, uh, based on the book House of Danger. Yeah. Uh, and so we played it last night. We did with our wives. With our wives and our dad. Our dad was up in it. Yeah, it was. And I got to say, it, so it's a real real fun time. It's a very fun time. They've really deconstructed the book. So you get a bunch of story cards, which is the book. And we're a little curious about how much is 
if anything's been rewritten. From I think the they definitely book. Add, they definitely added stuff. It was too much, it, and it, it was, was there was a lot of really funny stuff that like I'm sure these books are funny sometimes, but there was a lot of really funny stuff yeah, that felt like funny. contemporary. <laughs> fun. That was the biggest surprise is that it's funny, which is really smart because I feel like it makes it a better party game because it's funny. Yeah, absolutely. Like it's, it's the house of danger is an absolutely insane book. I wish we had read that one. Cause that yeah. if it follows even ba- <laughs> barely the basic same plot lines that we went through yeah. last night in that board game, that is like the most amazing. Yeah, the premise is you book. are you are an aspiring detective who is also an aspiring psychic no, no, investigator. No. You are also a psychic investigator. You're a straight psychic. Investigator. We don't know if you're aspiring to be that or if you've been that. But we know you're an aspiring detective because yes. of how many times they say it in the book. Yes. And you were having nightmares about this house, and mm-hmm. you get a call, and it turns out it came from the house. You go yeah. to the house, and it's, in, it's this insane uh, modern design house that's that's uh, nonsense, and it's full of ghosts and there baby are, dolls and chimpanzees. As there are cloned and, evil chimpanzees. There is an old prison full of ghosts. Yes, yeah. there's there's definitely uh, a civil war ghost you can meet. I read that you can meet Genghis Khan in this book, which I think is just confusing. <laughs> there are aliens. Boy, are there aliens. Boy, are there aliens. Um, it's There's mad science. Yeah. We destroyed a computer with a truck. We, we did. They did a great job <laughs> of like picking out things to be items that you can collect yeah. and find and potentially use later. So if you've gone down the right path, you have an item to do something later, which was, I think, the most satisfying part of the game. Yeah. Because like, there was a lot of times we didn't have the item and it was so frustrating. But when we did, yeah, it was like, we wow. felt so amazing. Uh, and another really neat thing about it is that it is it's meant for one or more players, yeah. and the reason is you play as a team. Yeah. So you all make decisions as a team. There are some rules in place to uh, manage that. You just take turns reading the story cards in like a circle. So you just kind of yep. go around Robin reading, you know, page to page basically, and it's actually like a really fun way to go through it. Uh, and so I I looked through. I kept track of the cards that we got. There are story cards. There are clue cards. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I didn't really go through the clue cards because there's so many, but the story cards, we read 78 story cards out of a total of 154 ish. Why are you uh, telling me Which means we got, we read half of them. Why, why does that matter? There's a lot more game there. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. But this isn't something we're trying to finish for the podcast. Well, I'm going to try to finish it. Okay. Unless you want to keep it, you want to try to finish it. Nope. I thought it was really fun. Like, I think this is honestly... It was really, really fun. Funner than the books for sure. Yeah. And I think that's partially, I'm sure, because it's designed to be a board game. Yeah. For fun It's totally apps. gamified, which makes it more fun to read than the book. Yeah. And also, I think if we read a Choose Your Own Adventure book, sitting around a table and passing it page to page from person to person, <laughs> that would actually be a really fun way to read a Choose that Your Own Adventure book. Cool. I would recommend maybe trying it. like Because I think part of the fun was just going through it together like and seeing what yeah. each person got on each page or whatever. So what do you think? Finish it, finds it. Worthy. Worthy. For sure. It's the, the aesthetic is completely there. It, yeah. It's obviously the people, uh, who made this? It was Prospero Hall, who also made a Harry Potter game we have here that we haven't played. What? Which one? And um, the um, the Battle of uh, oh, Hogwarts. Oh, that is a very complicated game. Well, this one looked complicated, but turned out to be really straightforward. That's true. So um, don't be intimidated. The art is awesome. The the writing is great. Yeah. Um, I like to think it's pulled straight, straight from the book, some of it, but I mean, I think knows? a lot of it was. I feel like they just plussed it. Yeah, I think that's probably right. But I'll they keep, just, I, just as I up. keep, as I try to finish it, I'll, I'll, I'll um, just for my own entertainment, I'll, I'll try to look more into it and see what I can find Amazing. Out. Do you have a sound effect for, for us finding it worthy? Um, I might. No, I trust you do. 
That's it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that was very, very, very fun. So thanks to the people who recommended that to us on Twitter. Yeah. And pick um, it up and play it with, with friends or just by yourself. It's a it's a great ra- way to read a real crazy book. Yeah. Woo. I like Yay. this. I like doing reviews because we can just be serious. Yeah, that's what people want. We don't want. have to be funny all the time. A <laughs> few <laughs> things we can There's just... people listening who are like, this is a funny <laughs> podcast. <laughs> I'm very excited to dive into our new book. Can we do it, please? <laughs> so much to drink in here. Yep, 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 yep. Choose our adventure number 71. By Mr. Edward Packard. Edward Packard. We're purists. Space vampire. Should we read the back? Or Well, no, I no. think we already read the back when we were talking about it. Um, mine, oh, on the inside of my cover, yeah. it, my last book said Mr. Hanscom. Yeah. This one says sideways in a pretty good cursive, like somebody who is practicing cursive. Yeah. It says Richie. <laughs> Someone call this book Richie. <laughs> on the inside of mine, it says $1.25. Okay. Which is... That's a good deal. Somewhat frustrated because I did pay $7 for it. <laughs> we get our first scare on the very next page. Yeah. The title page says Space Vampire, and then there's a drawing up close of a close-up face of a space vampire, and ooh, spooky. Yeah, with big puppy dog eyes. Illustrated by... strange? Illust- yeah, really big puppy dog eyes. Kind of like the sexy horse eyes. Yeah, yeah. But... On a vampire head. More... Drawn with more detail. Yeah. Illustrated by Judith Mitchell. Go, Judith. Um, so definitely a different flavor to these illustrations. I found them a little more kinetic. I don't know about you. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. The first big... Are we going straight to the first page here? Yeah, there's... Okay, we got a title page that says Space Vampire, and then we got a warning, right? Yeah, yeah. Let's do the warning, okay. right? It's a short one this time. Do not read this book straight through from beginning to end. Mm-hmm. These pages contain many different adventures you may have when a space vampire invades the solar system. <laughs> from time to time as you read along, you will be asked to make decisions and choices. Your choices may lead to success or disaster. Oh, I'll keep going. The adventures you have have will be the result of your own choices. After you make a choice, follow the instructions to see what happens to you next. Caution, the space vampire has extraordinary powers and a terrifying appetite. So a good heads up at the top. It says good luck. And there's a nice picture of like looking out the window of like a rocket ship and planets and stuff like that. Yeah, Star Trek style. Yeah. And uh, all right, page one. Page one, man. The first big picture you get Mm -hmm. is you. And you're in a tropical shirt, and you're mm-hmm. sitting on a beach. Wearing some short palm shorts. Palm trees. Palm trees. Kind of a sun and a sky in the distance, and then that cuts off because it's just like this thing you're sitting in front of, and above that is a window looking out at planets and stuff. So you just got this little tropical setup. But you're like inside spaceship. a spaceship room, and you're wearing some like real futuristic looking headphones that actually look like something we would see nowadays. Yeah, those look pretty cool, actually. Yeah. Should we? Yeah, let's. Um, I'll, uh, do you mind if I read it? Should, should, okay, this first I'd like paragraph to read the is first very sentence. long. We're going to do sentence, right? Yeah. Okay. Basking under the imitation sun, listening to tapes of surf on a Hawaiian beach, you think about all you've been through lately. Training in the asteroid belt, then the slalom race around Saturn, weaving through its high velocity rings, and finally surviving with no equipment, nothing but a light gravity spacesuit during three week trials on Jupiter's largest moon. That is a whole lot. That's a lot of sentence. That's a, that's a lot. lot of whole, that's just one big old sentence. And it's that's so evocative. So many book. cool things that you do in Space Cadet Academy. That's true. You slalom around Saturn, Saturn's rings. So it's been four years you spent at the Space Academy, and guess what? You made it. You've made it. It says you'll graduate tomorrow, and if you did well on the quantum mechanics exam, you'll be at the top of the class. And Can yo, I ask you know you? you did well on the quantum <laughs> mechanics exam. Look at you on the beach. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. 
Okay, you're basking under the imitation sun listening to tapes of surf on a Hawaiian beach. That's right. What do you think tapes of surf are? <laughs> I, I'm assuming it's it's re- like a relaxation. Like ocean sounds? Ocean sounds. So this thing can make a convincing holographic environment of a beach and ocean. Yeah, and you can feel the warmth of the sun, otherwise you wouldn't be basking. But it can't make the sounds? I don't think it makes sounds. You have to do your headphones for that. Maybe it's a a holograph. Okay, so the future isn't perfect, but I appreciate that, because it wouldn't be. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. All right. Uh, So, then we get some more world building here, which I like. After centuries of strife, the planets of the solar system united and formed a space force to protect them... Ah, Space Force. Space Force comes back. Space <laughs> Force is dead. Yeah, <laughs> okay. yeah, okay. We're so reclaiming the, we were, it. Edward Packard did it first, he and did we are it reclaiming first. it. Absolutely. This is not Trump's Space Force. Nope. This, this is, is Packard's Space Force. Packard's Space it Force. The, the Space Force of these of the United Solar System. That's right. Uh, although Earth is still the most important planet, the Academy is okay. balanced. This is so- sounding Trumpier and Trumpier. I didn't really catch this one. <laughs> it's stationed in high orbit around Mars, balanced to be able to blast off with no drag. It's been known for the millennia that the Canopians... That's a, with a C. Can, canopians, like a can opener? I guess so. Have been... Oh my God, if they look like giant can openers, a- I'll be really, really <laughs> happy. Uh, have been preparing for war. They will be satisfied with nothing less than conquest of the United Planets. So far, they have not dared to attack. It will be your job to make sure they never do. So but look, yeah. that's, that's in the future. For now. Now you're relaxing. You just got to yeah. wait on the results of your last test. So you step out of the simulator and head back to your room on the inner ring of the giant space station that houses the Academy. Now we're going from page one to page 39. It's super evocative uh, first page. I feel yeah. like I learned so much about the world, and it paints a really pic- strong picture of where my head is right now in yeah. this moment. Yeah, yeah, and I love that it starts with you like basking on a beach. Like It's fun and weird in, in a... Uh, yeah. A way that we, I don't think we've seen in one of these books. Like his, I feel like like typically you'd see you basking on the beach and like you'd be like, what is this set at a yeah, beach? Huh? They would set that up first and then twist it, but they kind of skipped that part. Yeah, that's, okay. that's fun. Page 39. I love that we jumped to page 39. <laughs> You've hardly walked in the door when a beeper sounds from the black box mounted on your small titanium desk. You grab a communicator and answer with your code name, Osprey. Osprey? Osprey. Osprey here. I don't love the code name. It's not fun. to. Osprey is just not a word that's fun to say. Doesn't sound cool. It just but isn't. It does, it's a cool animal. It's yeah. a cool uh, bird of prey, but uh, it's not fun to say. It makes sense though that like there's a lot of people in the world. They can't. All code names aren't going to be cool <laughs> sounding. True. Like there's just going to be a lot that are just whatever. Yeah, some people are going to be like termite or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Or like you just call people by their names. Is it hedgehog? Hedgehog is like a good one. Yeah. Everyone will assume you're a little chunky, yeah. even if you're like really skinny. <laughs> Horse, horse. Like horses are great, but horse. Horse is good. It's I not think a that's good a nickname. No. Really, cat. <laughs> <laughs> cat here. This is what are, cat. Wait, 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 wait. What are some other animals that all four-year-olds know? Uh, pig. Cow. Pig. Duck. No, duck's good. It would stink to have a like osprey is a bad one because people are like, oh, what's a? It sounds what mysterious. What is an osprey? Yeah, people are like, what is it? And you have to explain it. And like, you still haven't a, looked it up. You're like, uh, I think it's a, it's like a goose, but it's a sea, like a sea it's goose. Like a sea, a sea goose. Hawk or a sea. Uh, Why not be Seahawk? Uh, Frank is Seahawk. Frank's I mean, Seahawk. Uh, I mean, Seahawk, uh, Seahawk, Seahawk. Seahawk. 
All right, so anyway, you just received a code 11 from the director's office. Wilco, you, you respond, say. Wilco. Is that a thing? I don't know about okay. that. <laughs> you, cl- you, you click out and hurry out of so. the door. You click out. You click out? You click out? You click out and hurry okay, out the door. Second. Hold on a second. You grab a communicator and answer with your code name. So I guess when in this world, when you're done well on the communicator, you click, click out. out. Sure. Okay. <laughs> I like it. No, it's details. It's details. It's building a world. Code 11 means drop everything you needed at once. By, by the, the director. director of the academy. So you're like, what is this? So this really, this is unusual. You uh, you 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 start going f- quickly towards the office. You <laughs> hurdle through a gravity chute. Which what do you think that is? Well, I think a gravity Just chute, a chute is that you fall down. I, guess. Like. I think it's a regular. Chute. It's like it's a laundry chute. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it uses gravity to propel like... you from the top <laughs> entrance to the bottom. Like exit. yo, cut that out. This is not built for that. Take the stairs. stairs. You go break the chute. (laughs) You jog along the ring corridor. Security waves you through without even asking for a hologram display. This must be urgent. Sliding panel opens. You enter the director's outer office. The panel closes behind you. Now you're in this big room and and the ceiling is all lit up. And you're standing there while electronic waves scan your body for weapons. They scan your brain waves too to make sure you're not thinking any like harmful thoughts, which is intense. Yeah, you'd be hustled away within seconds if you're thinking something naughty. But you're you're welcomed in to the uh, warmly furnished study of the director, uh, Jason Neff. Jason Neff, a gray-haired man with a finely trimmed beard and blue eyes. He taps a wooden pipe in an ashtray and walks around the desk to shake your hand. And now we go from thirty-nine to page. This two. made me very angry because <laughs> in the last one, like it was just like we read like the first ten books, yeah. ten pages in order, and I, and that frustrated me because I was like, that's not how it should. You're supposed to bounce around and choose yeah. your own adventure. So like we went from one to thirty-nine, and I was like, yes. This is a real choose your own adventure. But now we're going back to page two. Back to page two. This is definitely an F you to people who are like, aren't you supposed to like bounce around more? And they're like, yeah, sure. And you definitely do too. And then page two, three. It's that, I was a little frustrated yeah. by that. It's a nitpick. It's not important. It is. I'm going. I'm trying to start off in a positive place, but I'm so ready to be <laughs> frustrated. Should we, how about we act this scene out? Do you want to be Neff or do you want to be you? Uh, I'll be, I'll be Neff. You be Osprey. Okay. Sit down, Osprey. I'm glad you could get here so quickly. Neff points a finger at you as if he's about to accuse you of something, then a smile breaks out on his face. I'm happy to tell you that you're the first in the graduating class. You've been given an elite rating. Wow, thank you, is all you can blurt out. Which, luckily, is the right thing to blurt out. It's a good blurt out, Suddenly, the smile vanishes from Neff's face. But remember, you'll be expected to live up to your elite rating every day. His voice is stern. We have a problem, and we need the best young officer we can get. We thought our defenses were secure, but the United Planets are in grave danger. What's the problem, sir? Is it the Canopians? Though his study is soundproof, the director glances around, as if afraid he might be overheard. Have you ever heard of space vampires? And we're there. Yeah, we are. We're, we're there. Boom. They just take us right there. They don't pussyfoot around. And they make sure it's coming from the, the mouth of a person, a respected person, a person in charge, a person of <laughs> empowered authority. This is threw me for a loop, though. So, okay, you say, are you serious? I thought they were only a legend. And if only they were a legend, he says. <laughs> and they, he starts to tell us about space members. But this really... F- Messed me up a little bit. Like, we've <laughs> learned about outer space and all the planets and the Canopians. Yeah, here's the Canopians. And I just assumed that... Red herring. I just I didn't really think they'd ever say space vampire in the book. Yeah. I thought the space vampires would be a type of alien race. Right. That basically does what vampires do. Or I thought it was going to be, you're like, everybody thinks you're crazy because you're saying there's a space vampire. Sure. 
But no, this is the director of the office yeah. <laughs> leaning, leaning into you and saying, have you ever heard of space vampires? Right. But it's just another race <laughs> of aliens, right? If they're from space. Well, so here's another thing, right? Like if you're in France and you want French onion soup, you order onion soup, right? No, do, is that true? If you're in space, it's not called French onion soup in France. But do they have it even? Is it yes, even they have thing? onion soup. It's onion soup. Does it have the cheese and the bread? Yeah, it's got the cheese. It's amazing. Do they use croutons or bread? They use croutons. Oh, French sh- for bread. <laughs> Is it good? <laughs> um, I bet it's good. It's probably really good. But the point is, if you're in space, Wait, why are you calling French space for bread? vampires space vampires? Matt, hold are their on a names second. actually no pan, pan is French for bread. Crouton is just crouton. The, Thank you. It's exactly what you think it okay. is. That word is French. Thank you. So a pan flute. <laughs> the point is this: <laughs> you can just call them vampires. You're in space. There's it no reason to call them space vampires. They're just vampires. I mean, unless there is a long history of no. Because listen to what Neff says next. Okay. If only they were legendary. Sure. The reason vampires are rare on Earth, now he's calling them vampires, is that they must be in their coffins by daybreak or they die. That is a considerable inconvenience to them. Doesn't that make them easy to deal with, sir? The director removes his spectacles and rubs his eyes before replying. No. In all other respects, (laughs) vampires are almost superhuman. They are tremendously strong and clever and almost indestructible. Their only weakness is they cannot survive bright sunshine. What about outer space beyond Earth's orbit where the sun is not so bright? That's the problem exactly. (laughs) Outside the orbit of Earth, vampires are almost invulnerable. And we've recently learned that a vampire from a distant planet is at large in the solar system. I'm not a scientist. (laughs) Isn't there more sunlight in outer space? Um, yeah. It's, yeah. At least on Earth you get a half a day away from this stuff. There's just a, a, so many suns. The sun is everywhere. I think it might be the solar system sun that is the the problem, not just every star. But well, even I'm not so, even talking about the other stars. The I'm just saying, system. if you're floating in outer space, like yeah. the sun is still hitting you. Yeah, 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 it's hitting you pretty good for just as long as you're in it. This logic really bothers me. There's a bit of logic that's not uh, logic here, unless it's like the trapped UV rays or something, right? Like in our atmosphere, the right. the. I don't oh, know. I see what you're saying. But I don't know if no, that's even not. a real it's just thing. Sunlight. That really bothers me. There's so much. Where do you think all the light in space is coming from? Right. I right. guess if they're in spaceships all the time, it's actually not that big a deal. Like, you know what would be a big problem in uh, outer space? What? Werewolves. Full moon all the time. Oh, full moon all the that's time. That's a problem in outer space. Vampires? Vampires are, are goners in outer space. It's ridiculous. The premise is ludicrous. Well, but but now I'm thinking about them being in their spaceships. Yeah, it's cool. And you're actually fine. You're fine because you're not. You just don't have any windows. Yeah, you're protected in a spaceship. Yeah. Plus, the vampires in space. It's good. Okay, I'm just so blown away that they actually called them space vampires. <laughs> like, we have vampires. Okay, we have vampires on Earth, and yeah. I'm assuming they come from humans. So, what are space vampires? Well, here's the thing. You're assuming that everybody uh, uh, believes that there are vampires on Earth well, in this world. Well, the director does. The director could be a nut job. <laughs> yeah, that's, that would explain Osprey a lot is like, uh, I thought that was a legend. Duh. Okay, okay. All right, so he, so Neff goes on to say that yeah. um, they're, they, 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 uh, a vampire from a distant planet is on a transport ship, Petya. Okay. Which is en route from Callisto to Earth and has oh. been killing passengers at a rapid rate at least one a night. Oof. Not That's great. Not great. And it's on its way to Earth, too. Mm-hmm. Oops. Not page four. I uh, just saw something I should Page know. 13. Lucky number 13. Page 13. 
Neff leans closer, his, pa- faces, his face pales as he adds, We think this vampire was sent to the solar system to sample human blood. It's evident he likes it. Okay, yep, <laughs> yep. Neff's a real creepy weirdo. <laughs> so have you thought, like, maybe he's not a vampire? Nah. Nah. He's, this guy likes blood. He likes to drink blood, and, and he likes... clear. So he's like a scout to check out and see if, like, our blood up in this solar system mm-hmm. is the yum-yums. Right, right, right. And they're all like, report back to us if this blood is yummy or if it's bad for the tummy. Right. <laughs> and he has to send them one of those, too. <laughs> bad for the tummy, bad, bad, bad for the tummy. Um, you start to speak, but the director silences you with his hand. <laughs> with his outstretched hand, I shouldn't have skipped that word. He presses it gently over your mouth. There's a lot of ways to silence somebody with your hand. <laughs> We're sending a new X2 probe craft to deal with this threat. Space launch tomorrow at 0700. When, sorry, when is the space launch again? Space launch tomorrow at 0700. <laughs> I'm offering you a berth on this space mission. I, I'm going to start adding space before more words. Yeah, just I put think. space in front of everything. I can't tell you more about it now. You'll be briefed on board the X2. You are too stunned to reply. Go on to the next page. First, right, we got a, a double. A is this page. our first choice? Yeah, this is finally our first choice. Okay, so that's what is that about eight, eight, six? Well, you pages? accept this assignment? He asks. If not, you'll be assigned on the mission to Barnard Star to see whether its main planet is suitable for colonization. So yeah, you have a choice here whether to the, uh, accept the yeah. space vampire mission or to not accept it and yeah. go on a different mission <laughs> to barnard star which i think is really interesting yeah yeah this is the hardest choice of the book for me yeah and it's got a fun <laughs> picture here of the director's whole office and him looking like a little garden gnome with his pipe yeah looking very kindly and tremendously yeah. relaxed for a dude breaking the news to About a child that vampire. there is a space vampire on yeah. the loose you look very upset i feel like there's something i mean i don't know clearly they're drawing a boy again but this is a very androgynous looking character so i'm yeah i appreciate that yeah i'm done with it um so okay so Matt, we're gonna go on this the, is the big moment <laughs> this is it first choice <laughs> first choice of a of a new book yeah are you accepting the mission or are you going to barnard star space vampire me too all right yep we are accepting the mission we will chase this space vampire <laughs> we're we're we are elite space cadet graduates yeah. I mean, so long as we pass our quantum mechanics uh, test. That'd be amazing if, had the, if there was one ending where you get the results back <laughs> and you're called out of the field. <laughs> Sorry, Osprey. I mean, Herman. <laughs> we misjudged you, <laughs> Herman. All right, next morning you stop by the kitchen for an early breakfast before you hit the X2 for space launch. And Maurice, Maurice the head cook, the head a person cook. I'm sure we'll never hear from again, <laughs> hands you a packet of garlic cloves okay. that says the meals, oh, the meals on a space mission's... Yes, it's that makes guy, it right? work if he's Italian. Uh, oh, yeah, it meant to be Italian. <laughs> uh, so he says they're not as good on the space missions as what you're used to at the Academy, so here's some garlic just for the taste of the... Okay. Right. Okay. Thanks, Mr. Peckard. Hopefully we'll there's it. a cool reveal about Maurice and what he knows about space vampires, but my guess yeah. is that now you have garlic. I'm hoping you go back in the kitchen and he flips, you grab <laughs> a pot and you pull it and like a whole like wall opens up and he's oh, got yeah. all... It's like... Um, What's the oh, and like Lost Boys, the kids who know all about killing yeah. vampires. Or he's like, go back in the go back in the walk in and open the box marked steaks, and you do, and it's and it's a bunch of steaks, and you're like, it's just steaks, it's meat. Yeah. And he's no, he's like, no, the other box marked steaks. Yeah. And you open that one, and it's wooden steaks. Yeah, for killing space vampires. Yeah, yeah. that's good. That's real good. Thanks. <laughs> uh, you pocket the garlic, thank him, and you and a couple hours later, the X two blasts off. You're on board along with. Captain Rick Field. Rick Field. Serena Fine, Navigator. 
Yes, yeah, Serena Fine. Serena Fine. And Jack Smythe, communicator. Smythe. <laughs> he's the communicator. The communicator. Boop, yeah. boop, 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 Smythe. He just walks right up to you and he's like, I'm feeling really nervous about this mission. <laughs> <laughs> and I miss my mom. <laughs> as soon as the ship is clear of the asteroid belt, the captain assembles the crew for a briefing. Uh, we're facing an enemy that is far more dangerous than common aliens. Mm. What is it then? Is it not just another alien? No, man. These things are different. What I'm gleaning from this is that aliens are like people, but like they look different. Sure. Space vampires are invulnerable and they drink blood and they're like hard and they're strong and scary and stuff. But that's other just another species, just right? I don't think so. Unless they can spread to other aliens. No, actually, stuff. I know that they are another species. Okay. Well, let's find out. We'll what find happens. out more later. So, what does is, what is this Captain Field tell you? Uh, so he tells you um, that they've had top scientists working out, working for years to figure out the best method for, to capture a space vampire. Oh, and they have special Kirlian sensors Capital to detect Kirlian sensors. sensors to detect the presence of a space vampire. But they have to work at a team. Red yeah. alert! Red whoop, alert! Whoop, whoop, red alert! Canopian, Canopian attack craft, craft closing at 040655. <laughs> Field looks to you. If you ever want me to, if you ever want to take command of a starship, you'll have to convince me that you know what to do. You're on the so spot. he's just on the spot asking you You're what on the, the entire starship should do. <laughs> You're on the spot and you feel the pressure. But what is it, Chris? But that's the space force way. Yes, it is, and that's one of my favorite sentences. From we this are book reclaiming so far. space force. Yes, we are. It makes me happy. So you got two options. You, if you say let's fight, then you fight. If you say let's see if we can outrun them, then you outrun them. Hopefully. I think I know what you're going to choose. What, what did I choose? You chose to outrun them. I did choose to outrun them. What did you choose? I chose to outrun them. <laughs> oh, we're going to get the same, same stupid exact read at the same time on this one. Off to page 20. Off to page 20. Because I, I, that's where I was coming from, too. I was like, I just want to get to this base. Yeah, I'm trying to be uh, an elite osprey. Wise decision, the captain says. Awesome. Hi. And he says, uh, we have a more important mission. And then he says, hyperstations. I and love everybody hyperstations. Goes hyperstations. You move to the braces. <laughs> Almost instantly, you black out as the X2 shifts into hyper mode. I love that we've invented a technology this. that when you go super fast, everybody just blacks out. <laughs> just blacks out. Cross your fingers, black out. <laughs> See when where you, you end up. When you come to, you're cruising at negative acceleration, closing in on the pedia. I think I, that means you're slowing down. I love it, though. I yeah, love all this sci-fi <laughs> language. It's fun, and it feels pretty cohesive. Mm-hmm. Um, so you approach the transport and you're all checking it out. Yep. You see some uh, images on a four foot square screen okay. of the transport. This is the Petya on yeah, route Petya. to Earth from base 10. Passengers and crew have been dying. Their shriveled bodies are found in the morning, emptied of blood. Help! <laughs> Which I don't quite understand who was saying that. Maybe like right at the end of recording. Yeah, it doesn't really say. Right, because it's like it's a very. It sounded like something the computer would be saying, or yeah. like somebody who's just briefing you with facts. It says it's a recently recorded message, so presumably it came from the Petya, and and then right oh, at the end, somebody. Oh, this is the Petya. Yeah, yeah, not like this picture you're looking at is the Peta Petya. Oh no, it's like on it's the, like on I'm calling you. Yeah, this is the Petya. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Uh, so old Smythe says maybe we should just fire a laser burst at the Petya. And blow up the few surviving passengers. Field returns, his eyebrows raised. Surely someone has a better idea than that. He looks right at you. Our, we're being punked, right? This dude is out <laughs> to get you. He wants to destroy you on your first mission yeah. out, I think. He had like a tough captain on his first mission, and it made him who he is today. The choices are coming pretty fast and furious, though, and I love yeah, yeah, yeah. that. 
So you get to choose if you suggest boarding the Petya while it's still in space, or if you suggest waiting until the Petya lands on Earth. Yeah. I know you picked. You do it in space, right? I do it on Earth. Really? You yeah. take the vampire to Earth? What'd you do? We did it in space. I'm not taking that boy to Earth. You did it in space? Yeah. Well, I just was like, I thought it was a little scary. It is scary. Yeah. But you can't bring that vampire to Earth. There's people but maybe there. it's less All scary right, cool. if it's on Earth. This is exciting. You want to go first disease or second disease? I mean, it's less scary. Uh, yeah, okay. I mean, I'm just And saying. you were going to Earth anyway, and you're like... I, it just seems I'm like a good go choice. I'll let me go first. Okay. Because I feel confident that this was the right choice. Okay. Because, <laughs> like, what, are you going to go in there when there's a vampire? It might you just, hurt you. You keep them away from the, <laughs> the humans. All right. I like that idea, the captain says. Hey. I'm curious to hear what he says to you about your choice. <laughs> Not a fan of that one. Let's do it, though. Though it's somewhat dangerous. If the space vampire ever gets loose on Earth, he could kill thousands of people before he's gone. Thousands? Thousands, he said. How many people are left on Earth, do you think? <sighs> That's something I'm curious to learn about. During the next few days, the X2 tracks Petya as it journeys toward Earth. You and your crewmates watch with fascination as the ill-fated transport sets down at Lockmore Space. So you're just watching, I guess, knowing... It says the next few days, so that's definitely a few more people died. Oh, yeah. Three at the least. I didn't think maybe it was quite that long. but So it sets down uh, near Joplin, Missouri at Lockmore Space Base. Lockmore Space Base. Lockmore Space Base. Minutes afterwards, the XTU lands nearby. No radio contact has been made, but it made a landing, so you're assuming somebody's on board, somebody's flying the yeah, ship. Somebody, if it was a yeah, space vampire, yeah. they wouldn't like make a perfect landing. Right. Well, I don't know. They'd probably be really good at it. Uh, Thousands of years to practice. I don't know anything about them yet. Yeah, fair enough. Um, by the time you step out of your ship, Space Force troops under Commander Richard Freiberg, there's a lot of names. Yeah, weird. I think we got to know all of them, probably. Have yeah. already surrounded the Petya. Freiberg's plan is simple. Search and assault. Search and assault? Search and assault. Just mess them up. <laughs> you find anybody, <laughs> you just start kicking. <laughs> Look for people and mess with them. <laughs> Um, That's bizarre. So that takes me straight to page 24. Okay. Uh, at high noon, Freiber gives the orders to board the ship. You and the other members of the team uh, head on in. In your hand is an M33 sensor. With you is Jack Smythe. So it's you and Smythe. Okay. And he's got a force field generator. All right, good. FFG. FFG. In parentheses. <laughs> in his hand. That's what it says. <laughs> The hatch shuts behind you. Your team spreads out through the ship, searching the control rooms, sleeping quarters, storage banks, propulsion rooms, commissary, and workout room. Uh-huh. You're looking for that vampire. You're really looking in every, all the places the vampire would be. Um, there's no lighting. There's no noise. I mean, the lighting's poor. Yeah. There's no noise. It's like being a ghost ship. Whoa. Jack looks at my sensor. He's like, you're sure that thing works? I nod, and I say, how about yours? No, you don't really. Uh-huh. I was going to yeah. make a joke that he said that. You really said that? Yeah, you really said that. <laughs> he gestured toward the FFG. His finger's on the trigger. You bet, he says. Ooh, smite. It's good. Smite. It's good dialogue. The two of you continue on walking through all the different places. Um, dot, dot, dot. Turn to page 56. So a lot of pages here. Not done choices. <laughs> page 56. The sun is just setting. Five hours have passed and no sign of the vampire has been found. According to plan, everyone meets in the main salon at 1,700 hours. Freiberg, Commander Freiberg, is waiting there when you arrive. He looks nervous and tired. Well, he begins, when all but a couple of stragglers have assembled, we know the vampire's aboard. We're just going to have to search harder. Yeah. I think we should suspend the search until tomorrow, Captain Field says. Our crew is tired, and it would be safer to wait until morning. He's right. Freiberg scowls. I'm not sure we should. What do you say, Osprey? Oh, Again, this is still like yeah. a, just a These people new... need to learn how to step up and take some responsibility. This is bizarre. Maybe that's the thing, though. You just put it all on like okay. new recruits and like they're the ones who get 
in trouble. So I have a choice here. Recommend continuing the search through the night yeah. or recommend waiting until morning. I recommend continuing the search through the night because I feel really bad about not boarding the <laughs> ship when we were in space. And so I'm like, no, we have to we keep looking. <laughs> no one else will die on my watch. Mm. Sweat, sweat. <laughs> Let's continue the search, you say. We've got to find the vampire. Yeah, smart. Um, all right, since you feel so strongly, you can come with the team searching into the main propulsion room. Like, I think it. that's where the action will be, <laughs> okay. says Captain Field. Uh, so we make some plans to go look around. And then there's a lot of like tension building here. Yeah. Step by step, we're moving from corridor to corridor, room to room, wow. pausing whenever you approach an alcove yeah. to sweep back and forth with the sensor. But then you smell something. Smoke. Uh-oh. Uh oh. Enright looks around nervously. There must be a fire somewhere. Yep. Fire, fire, fire. You get the alarm going. Yeah, yeah it's right? saying fire. Um, and then the smoke is getting a lot thicker mm-hmm. and it's crazy. And you just totally forget about the vampire. Oops. And you guys are just kind of booking it, That's trying bad. to find a safe place. You all, you get back to the salon, but the smoke is getting thicker. Oh, no. And uh, other teams are coming in, too. Someone's pass out. Whoa. Report, Freiburg shouts. He calls repeatedly, where's the fire? Has anyone seen flames? No, just smoke, but it seems to be everywhere, someone shouts. And it's getting bad. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) We can't hold out in this, Freiburg shouts hoarsely. Blast open the main hatch. Turn to page 61. Oh, Three FFGs are trained on the hatch, which are the force field generators. The force field generators. So these are like weapons. Yeah, they use to catch a person. They can't get out of a force field. They're trapped in it. But they're using this to blow the hatch open. What? I think it creates like a field of force. Oh. And I guess pushes All right, at, cool. at things. In a surge of energy, it flies open, and you and the others gratefully stumble out into fresh, clean air. Um, a bunch of the guards are confused. Did you get the vampire? What's all this smoke? (laughs) Commander Freiberg is sitting on the steps leading to Petya's hatch. Um, He looks like there's nothing more to be done. He feels there's nothing more to be done. Shouldn't we try to put out the fire, you ask? Freiberg looks at you blankly. There is no fire. It was a smoke bomb. The vampire forced us to open the hatch, and when we ran out, he did too. How How can you be sure, you ask? Freiberg motions toward a clump of tall grass near the landing pad. You gasp as you recognize Enright's shriveled body, blood trickling from... His neck. Whoa. Who's The who's space body? vampire is loose on Earth oh. and has already claimed his first victim, Freiburg says. Who can tell what terror he will bring? <laughs> the end. Yeah, see, you don't bring the space vampire to Earth. Now he's <laughs> an Earth vampire. He's the space Earth vampire to Earth. Who? <laughs> you don't bring. <laughs> who, wait, who was the person who got shriveled? Enright. I can't for the life of me figure out who that no, was. I don't know who that is. Okay. I really don't know who that was. I'm not sure. Somebody we met. I'm oh, really. Wow. Oh no, no, he was walking around with me on the second lap. All right, so you blew it pretty bad. I blew it really bad, but it was like um, kind of a satisfying ending because it was like yeah, so ominous and like the space vampire won. Yeah, spooky space vampire can win. And I lost. It was like a damn, damn you, dirty apes. Yeah, is that darn doggone you, it? Yeah, wild and you nasty vampires. Out, you knocked it all over. Yeah. <laughs> Um, it was standing, and now it's just in bits. But my complaint that I felt like not a whole lot happened is mostly my fault because I decided just to watch this spaceship float through space instead of yeah boarding it. So that's kind action. of on me. I don't yeah. blame that on the book. That's fair. Yeah. Met a lot of people. Caused a lot of chaos. <laughs> yeah. Didn't help anything. But these people are really putting me on the spot. They are. They should have known better than to trust you. 
Yeah, I guess so. I mean to I mean to to give a new guy that much responsibility despite their eliteness. I want to say I enjoyed my first read. Yeah, but I think I was so anxious to see some crazy stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like I didn't even see the Space Vampire. Right. Or any aliens hmm. or any action. Right. <laughs> really. So like, I enjoyed. I loved the world building. Yeah. I really like the trappings of the genre. Sure. As well, and all the character names. <laughs> but I felt unsatisfied, which is great because. That encourages me to read it again. Well, good. Yeah, I'm glad. I like you keeping a positive attitude about it. Yep. Um, all right, you want to take a little little quiz break here? I would love to take a break and do a quiz. <laughs> okay, excellent. Oh, hey, that's my thing. But you got to sing the song first. Yeah, we got a whole new song on account of it's Space Vampire time up in here, and I don't know if I can sing it because it's it's weird. All right, here we go. It's a game we like to play in space. It's choose your own adventure or dot dot dot. Wow. Space vamp. Vamp. That's like a um, space vampire. A full makeover. Yeah, it's all different. That's like when you like you see that. Oh, there's a remix. Of yeah. Hide and Seek by Imogen Heap, and you play it, <laughs> but then it's like, it's a completely different song, basically, and you're like, yeah. oh, okay, well, I really just wanted to hear Hide and Seek by Imogen Heap, with like some Does that mean you're disappointed? No, 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 no. That was a bad you example. You sound super disappointed. That was a bad example. I really liked that. Oh, okay, great. Yeah, I like how deep uh, a, a, a remix it was. It's like Spacey and Nightmare stuff. Sorry, let's do a we'll quiz. We'll put that I'm, on I'm the ready. cover of the of the single. We'll say it's like Spacey, Spacey and, and Nightmare, Nightmare stuff. stuff. Yeah. Um, okay, so, th- so this week we're doing a very exciting quiz. A little bit different. It is line from a Choose Your Own Adventure book we've read <laughs> or Monster. line from a book that you or I wrote in elementary school. Oh, back to this. Okay. Yeah, we have touched on these before, so oh, I didn't yeah. want to do the titles again. <laughs> but so we're going to do lines. I'm going to read you a, a, okay. a, a line from the text. Is this because this is our this is our final recording from here at Mom and Dad's house, from we're here st- in the Tiki Bar and the Dad's Garage? The, this is the last one we're doing face-to-face for a while. Yeah. A little bittersweet, but yeah. fun. And so, okay, so you have access to some ancient uh, Some ancient tomes <laughs> from okay. our tomes. elementary school times. <laughs> and I'm feeling a little sentimental. Dad pulled out the last two boxes in their possession of our stuff. <laughs> one says Chris and one says Matt. And he's like, hey, like, oh. do something about this. And, it's and like, I, oh. have a, <laughs> I have a, a model of a speeder bike from Jedi, Return, Return of the Jedi. Yeah. like a, um, yeah. And it's like a big old model and it's pretty cool and I never put it together. If anybody can tweet me how much that's worth, that'd be awesome. <laughs> I feel like we, you should check what you have because I feel like we messed with it some and tried to put a little bit of it together. You, um, like, that's probably you, true. You very definitely do not have all those pieces. A couple pieces might, might be out of the, it doesn't matter. Let's get back to the quiz. <laughs> okay. So, Matt, I'm going to read you a line of text. Okay, I'm ready. You have to tell me what book it's from and yeah. ideally the moment if sure. you can remember it okay it will be the moment i should tell you the moment too? i think if i think if you can remember the okay. book you'll probably remember the moment all right uh so i need i need but i definitely need the title of the book understood and it's one we've read one that we've read and that's any of the ones that we've read on the podcast gotcha okay but only pages that we've read perfect okay the first one is all at once you hear the rumbling of hooves the earth shakes this is harder than it ought to be. <laughs> All at once, you hear the rumbling, rumbling of, of hooves. The earth the shakes. Earth shakes. Oh no, this is bad. I mean, it's cave time, and it's 
I got nothing. Uh, I bail. What is it? I'm sorry. It's not the cave of time. Really? It is um, spooky Thanksgiving. Oh, no. <laughs> when you do, when you're hunting with the uh, Native Americans. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. All right. This is a tricky one, but I'm going to get all the rest of the questions correct, so don't worry about it. The next one is It falls from the sky, hitting the earth in explosive drops. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's going to be an original Yule uh, creation, is that not? I'm sorry, my friend. No, <laughs> this, is from, this is from the Abominable Snowman. When oh, you man, when the rain starts, that ruins your hunt. You walk outside and the rain starts. Oh, it falls from the sky. This is this it's is about an explosive drops. This is a little and, bit and dirty. shaming. All right. Um, okay. <laughs> Something is glittering in the shrubbery. That's from House of Danger. No, no, Hustle. I don't put the board. Okay, name but yeah. there was a lot of glittering things in Hustle. <laughs> there was a lot of glittering things. Something is glittering in the shrubbery. Something is glittering in the shrubbery. Uh, that'd be Thrombi. Yes, that's right. It's the arsenic bottle ah, from Harlow Thrombi. Nice. You're exactly right. Good job. <laughs> he liked looking at the tonics. <laughs> <laughs> is that one of ours? He Correct. likes looking at the tonics. Can you name the title? Yeah, Tonics Tony. <laughs> <laughs> Professor Trotter's Terrific oh. <laughs> Tuba Tutor Tonic by Matthew R. Ewell. I forgot. This Professor is about a boy Tudors. who likes... Pitudes. Who does not like playing tuba. But he did like looking at the tonics. He would always <laughs> run to his mom and show her something. Something caught his eye. Uh, it said, Professor Trotter's terrific tuba tonic works on Tuesdays. He ran about 65 miles per hour to his mom and showed it to her. He ran about 65 miles an hour. His mom got it. Nice. <laughs> Luckily, it was Tuesday, so he tried it. And Tim tooted talentedly ever after. Parentheses? But only on Tuesdays. <laughs> Quality writing. I like that one. I'm a fan of that one. Here. And there's uh, some great art, too. Maybe we can do some scans of that. This is a right. bad day. <laughs> The next one is, you can see a vast stretch of open country, hilly, rocky, rocky, and mostly barren. A vast stretch of open country, hilly, rocky, and almost barren. I feel like you're trying to trick me, but I think it's Cave of Time. It is Cave of Time. Do, can you remember the moment? When you come out and, and you're walking, you got the two-page spread of the... Ah, that's a really good guess. It, um, it's not? You get the points because it's Cave of Time, but it's it's when you find the Great Wall of China. Oh, man, so many people are so mad at me right now for not remembering this because they had to hear it a bunch of times. I'm really sorry, you guys. You know I'm not good at this. Are you ready? <laughs> yeah, I'm ready. Don't give me a little look. An alien is attacking. <laughs> That's it? Yeah. House of Danger. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing any from House of Danger. It's probably accurate. An alien is attacking. Is attacking. Uh, I'm going to say it's an original Yule. That's work. right. It is an original Yule. Let me find it here real quick. And it's from the book um, Space Douglas and the Old Rice Bowl. <laughs> no. This is a Chris Yule joint, so the, the titles were a little sharper. Yeah. A little catchier, a little simpler. Yeah. Um, the Connection Group <laughs> right. by Chris Yule. And this is a superhero, a book I wrote about a superhero team. The Connection Group super sounds like a cult comic from 1973 that like only the nerdiest nerds like. This is the Connection Group. They had trouble. An alien was attacking. Yeah, the connection look- group 
one guy is just a bunch of drill bits on yeah. a boat. He's got a drill bit on his head and a drill bit for arms and a drill bit coming off his stomach. He's got a face in the middle of a drill bit, which is confusing. <laughs> yeah, it's a little confusing. I'm not quite sure what's going on with the other guy. Uh, the connection group were following the footprints to find the aliens. They kept following. <laughs> when the footprints stopped, do? they found out the footprints were two back feet and a tail. Oh. One was okay. I couldn't tell that until the footprints yeah. stopped. <laughs> they saw a kangaroo. The connection group said, there aren't any aliens. It's just a kangaroo. <laughs> and that's the whole story. <laughs> All right, you're doing pretty good. You're doing pretty good. You ready for the next one? Yeah, yeah. Just checking out the connection group real quick. It is a kangaroo. There's a picture. You sense a movement in the room. Something's in here with you. Now you can smell it. <laughs> It's a turkey. Yes. Yeah. Nailed it. It is. It is from Spooky Thanksgiving, the moment when you're trapped in the closet with possibly a ghost turkey. Good job. You're doing a good job. Okay. Here's another one. All right. No, I'm just checking. What was she here for? What treatment? Um... Rombi, when you talk to the dentist. Nailed it. So, I wasn't so, sure. I thought that could either be confusing or really easy, but you nailed it. Okay. Beach Bird liked to listen to the radio <laughs> and play on the beach. They should call him Radio Bird. <laughs> uh, I, that's a That sounds like a Yule original. It is. Do you know the title, though? Beach Bird likes to play on the beach. I don't know. Beach, <laughs> wait. Beach Bird's bad buggy business. Wait, where is it? Do I have it? Let's see. It's called Beach Bird or BB. Oh, this is me, I think. Is this yeah, this me? is a Matthew Yule original. Yeah. Beach Bird liked to listen to the radio and play on the beach, so they called him Beach Bird or BB. <laughs> but one day a wave splashed him and he got wet, so he moved to the city. Wow. So now they call him City Bird. Now he plays his radio in the building. In the building. <laughs> <laughs> Everything in city. Everything in city is in building. That's not a word. Is no, that no, a no, but that's just oh. my what my takeaway. <laughs> I was like, I wouldn't have written that. That's a very good, a very good one. I like that one. It's short, simple, three pages, three quality illustrations. Nineteen eighty-five, so I was seven. I yeah. feel like I should have been a little better. I, that's pretty good for seven. Is it? Yeah. Okay. My kid is four. Okay, she can't this, write a book. This picture of of Beach Bird now City Bird looks really sad. <laughs> he's just he's a cool blue bird with orange beak, and he's sitting on a yellow chair, and he just looks. He's slooped. He is he 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 is just slumped in the chair and he looks yeah. like full rest. And I took the time to draw a ceiling. Yeah, wow. There's a line and it's just cut. Uh, and it's off a the really low ceiling. Page. What were you thinking about here? I don't was I there, guess it's a sad story. Was there a point in our life when like we thought we were gonna have to move to the city and you didn't want to or something? I assume so. It was like yeah. a Paddington thing, maybe. Hey, Paddington uh, lives in the city. Never mind. I love Paddington. It was coming from the time warp. Yule Brothers original. How did you know? Because <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about time warps. This. What's the title though? You don't get the points unless you get the okay. title. Okay. <laughs> um, the title is the thing from the future. Dinosaurs come to our time by Chris Yule. <laughs> See, literal, concise. You understand what you're getting into. It's a the first hooky. page is what do you want? Dinosaurs are here. They came from the past. Now they're in our time. Didn't you read the cover? One day I found a time warp. I heard a noise like dinosaurs. It was coming from the time warp. 
<laughs> and here, this is the biggest mystery. Right. That was page one. Yeah. We are missing pages two, three, and four. Oh, no. So it goes from that to, then they went back in the time warp forever <laughs> and ever. The oh. end. Two pictures of a time warp. One with the back of a dinosaur going into it. Yeah. I'll never know. Could have been a great story. Oh, gosh. Could Does have it have your teacher's name on there? Story. No. Oh. But should we contact our teacher? Yeah, just reach out. 87, I was seven years old for that one, so you weren't doing too remember. bad. Uh, <laughs> all right. Ready for the lightning round? <laughs> yeah, I'm ready. There's only one question in the lightning round, by the way. There's one question? Okay, yeah. I'm ready. Jeff with a... <laughs> I'm going to need a moment. Jeff was athletic and tall for his age, not to mention sarcastic. I read that. <laughs> okay, you did write that. What's the title? JJ, Jeff, Jump, Jumpin' Jeff, J's, JJ's. I don't know. Uh, hold on. I remember picking that paper for the cover. <laughs> this You were a little bit older, a little bit older for this one. So it's actually, there's quite a story in here. Okay, I'm ready. A Long Way to Go by Matt Ewell. <laughs> I'm going to go through most of this. Okay. It's a little bit longer, but bear with me. It's good. Bye, Mom. I'm going for one last walk before school begins, school begins said blonde-haired, blue-eyed Jeff as he walked out the door. Jeff was as athletic and tall for his age, not to mention sarcastic. This sounds like a screenplay that people would be like, That's, like you don't <laughs> yeah. have to. He walked through the dense Colorado forest filled with tall oak trees, it and he got a strange echoed. feeling as if something bad was going to happen. Hmm. He started to hear sounds behind him, but every time he looked, the noises stopped. It started to get on his nerves. He spun around and said, Who's there? Ah! <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> when he turned around, he also stepped back and fell backwards into oh. a ten-foot-deep ditch. Hence the owl. He blacked out. When he woke up, his leg was twisted around underneath him. Ouch. Oh, no, he said. My leg's broken. <laughs> he tried to move it. Pain registered in his brain. Yeah, it did. Ow, period, he shouted. <laughs> okay. I guess I can't climb out. I'll have to call for help. He shouted numerous times, but all he heard was his echo. It's pretty good for a kid. Jeff had just started to yell when he heard a rustling at the top of the ditch. Hello, he called. Then he saw what was making the noises all along. I wonder what it was. It was a large black German shepherd. It started to climb down, and Jeff started thinking about rabies and other animal diseases. Wow. Cool dude, Jeff. (laughs) He was thinking so hard he didn't feel the dog pull his leg out from under him. He was thinking awfully hard. The, day, the dog came over and licked Jeff's face. Aww. Jeff fainted from fright. Jeff. Or maybe he fainted from the dog's bad breath. Hmm. <laughs> it says, hmm. <laughs> the dog grabbed hold of Jeff's t-shirt and started pulling him out. After two hours, he had so pulled long. Jeff ten out. foot deep hole. Now came the hard part. He had to pull Jeff to the hospital, which was only five miles away, but that is wow. far for a dog who's dragging a kid. This is amazing. I'm not laughing at this book, by the way. I think it's amazing. <laughs> He finally got to the busy highway that was in front of the hospital. He started to pull Jeff across. Dangerous. They were almost to the other side when a large truck came zooming down on them. Whoa. He pulled, the dog pulled Jeff around, Jeff around so the truck went over them without hitting them. Oh, sweet. sweet. Then they had luck the rest of the way. No more cars, trucks, or any other kind of vehicle came. At last, he had gotten Jeff to the hospital. He had got Jeff. He got Jeff inside. It had taken him five hours. Wow, that's a long time. <laughs> It's really intense. The idea of a dog pulling a kid for five hours. This is like a like a movie of the week, at least. Right. The next day, Jeff, his family, and the dog were in the hospital room talking. Can I keep him? Asked Jeff. We'll have to talk about that, his mother said. She and Jeff's father left the room. In 15 minutes, they came back. 
<laughs> yes, they said. It's called building suspense. <laughs> it's called building suspense, yes. <laughs> you can keep him. Whoopee, Jeff yelled. I'll name him Blackie. And they lived happily ever after. Almost. I don't know why you said that wow. at the end. <laughs> it was almost a good she story. She said almost in parentheses. Almost in the end. Bizarre. Can I read my favorite page? There's <laughs> another one. About, right. about the author. Oh. Matt Yule is 11 years of age and is in Mrs. Tucker's fifth grade classroom. He has one brother, his mother, and father. Matt hopes to, be, hopes to become a writer or an archaeologist. Archaeologist. <laughs> he says reading and writing took his mind off of other things. How you doing? I'm okay, I'm okay How I guess. You do- <laughs> they let me misspell archaeologist? I think probably there? they actually misspelled it because they did the typing for it. No, I typed it. You typed it? Yeah. Oh, well, you blew it. Matt has no, uh, the other books Matt has written are Kid Static and Bigfoot Barney. Oh yeah, those were those were hits. Those were hits. Uh, the classics. Uh, so yeah, I just wanted to dive into that because I'm feeling a little sentimental. And uh, well, it's good it was stuff. disturbing. I guess I didn't get around to drawing pictures for this. One. Oh, I forgot. There's one other one here called My Family. How's this one go? This is you. Every, there's a page for each member of your family. You want to hear the one about me? Oh, my brother. My brother is Chris. We play Voltron a lot together. Yeah, I like him because we play other games too. He likes to play with me because he thinks I am a nice kid to play with, and he is four <laughs> years old. Four, pretty good. Whoa! So you were six when you wrote that. So yeah, a little trip down memory lane, and you did very good on that quiz. I give you a ninety ninety-two percent. <laughs> Thanks. We're that's what we're starting this time is we're not going to keep track of how many answers we actually get right. Yeah, but we are going to assign each other. A percentage each time. Yeah, just as based on like enthusiasm, effort, and how close you got. Now, Matt, yeah. I'm dying to hear what happened when you made the better choice—the choice of a true space cadet. Keep in mind, the choice that I made led to like two more choices that we will have to go back and do someday. <laughs> it's horrible. But I'm dying to hear what you decided to do. Okay. All right. So last we last we partied. Yeah. We were deciding whether to uh, get on that vampire-infested patia mm-hmm. while it was in space, or waiting for it to land and then hopping on. Ugh, I'm not. I'm not crazy. I, I get on that in space. I'm not taking that vampire to people. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. 37. I was trying to be strategic, and the ch- captain said it was a good decision. So, let's board the patia in mid-space. You say. I agree. Field replies. Oh come on, this guy's right? the worst. Now we total know. Total bureaucrat. Total bureaucrat. No, no, not an original thought in his dumb brain. Ugh, that's so messed up. But to capture, but to capture the vampire, we must outwit him. So uh, they need a volunteer to pose as a victim. Okay. Okay. Vampires are only. This is where we start to learn about vampires. There's vampires, plenty of victims already. Vampires are only vulnerable right before they attack. What? That that's makes right. it a lot it's more true. intense. At the moment when their bloodlust reaches such an intensity that their powers of reasoning leave them. Oh, man. That is why we must use human bait. No. Once again, Field's eyes are on you, and so are those of the others. You realize you've been given a challenge, which is not accurate. Uh, The future of the United Planets may depend on your reply. So do I volunteer to pose as a vampire's victim, or do I decide not to? Man, I really hope you pose as a victim. I mean, of course I pose as a victim. I love it. Your read is the read of a true elite space cadet. Thank you. I'll volunteer. You can hardly believe what you're saying. It's one thing to volunteer for a dangerous mission. That's expected of a Space Force officer. Sure. But to agree to be the bait for a space vampire? Mm. You've got to be crazy. If Mm -hmm. you succeed, however, you'll be a hero. Um, So Captain Field lays a hand on your shoulder, says you've uh, taken on a tough assignment, Mm -hmm. but he's confident you'll succeed. Uh, here's the plan. Osprey will pretend to be sleeping. I'm the only one with a code name. 
Jack, Serena, and Field will be hidden behind the computer banks on the port side of the bunk room, nice. which is eight things you don't need to Isn't know. Isn't everybody else on the ship going to be sleeping while you're pretending to be sleeping? <laughs> yeah. What makes you such a tasty piece of bait? <laughs> is it the way you sleep? Do you sleep with your shirt pulled up so your belly's like fully exposed or like... Yeah, no, no. I, I do the... I, uh, I artfully tear the collar of my shirt. Oh, yeah. Okay. And lay one flap open so a nipple is barely visible i guess it's and my neck yeah, is all over the place completely visible yeah. maybe you have a little personal fan that's just blowing right across your neck yeah. and like sending those neck smells yeah but it's right a warm it's blowing warm air so that neck is warm to the touch and that nice blood is warm. warm you get that warm blood smell mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um so that's the cool plan, and when the vampire is about to strike, uh, they're going to use a force field to immobilize him, which is what, what I thought was up. Sure. Uh, and then tie him with Illyrium wire. Okay. Uh, Illyrium is the only material to see no strong enough to withstand the superhuman power. Okay, so we're getting a lot of, a of a lot of space vampire yeah. lore here. That's new. Yeah, can you can you guess what Smythe asks? Can't we just shoot him? There it is. That's my Smythe. Right? That's my Smythe. That's my Smythe. <laughs> Um, a troubled look comes over the captain's face. Wouldn't that be easy, he says. But if you study vampires, you know they're very nearly immortal. Sure. Uh, sometimes they seem to be dead, but a spark of their supernatural life remains and restores their broken body. The only way to kill a vampire is to expose them to the direct light of a sun no less bright than the one that shines on Earth. Why? It's not brighter on Earth. Am I crazy? It, 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 yes. No. There's not a special sun that's that you can only see when you're on Earth. It's that same sun, right? Wait, am I right about that? What? Yeah, no, it's the same. Okay. What are you talking about? Well, there's not like a tiny sun inside the Earth's atmosphere. <laughs> no. Okay, cool, cool, yeah, cool. Okay, cool. cool. Although, <laughs> when was this book written? Did we know that? Yeah, we definitely knew are that. Are you sure? I'm definitely sure about that. 1987, did 19? we know that the yeah. sun was out in outer space? Yeah, we knew that. Okay. <laughs> what about the bowl? Do you remember <laughs> there's a bowl that covers the Earth and there's the holes in this? Um, the, uh, there's some interesting writing in the next bit here. Um, so they say the only... You know, the it's got to be no less bright than the one that shines on Earth. For a while, no one speaks. Ooh. Any other questions? Oh, man. What should I do when the vampire comes toward me, you ask? Yeah. The captain bites Which is his... just like, what do I do? Yeah. <laughs> just like, wait. The captain bites his lower lip before replying. Okay. I assume in like a sexy way. Yeah, definitely. Clearly. Simply lie there and wait. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's not something you want to... No. Say after biting your lip. Nah. When the vampire gets near you, almost on top of you, oh no, he will be overcome with, with lustful thirst. I feel like... Then we shall seize him. The 100% this entire thing is just leading up to the captain coming out in a really poor vampire costume. <laughs> I'm almost on top of you now. Better not move. <laughs> Oh, man. Okay. Out to page 48. I feel like my advice for this space cadet would be don't pretend to be asleep. Yeah. Just go to sleep. <laughs> just go, actually like, go to sleep. There's nothing you can do. Just go to sleep. You're going to like this picture we get on what page 49. Pictures? Oh, it this is. This is Osprey in a bed pretending to be asleep and a vampire, no joke, looming over looming him. Looming right over him, dropping like shadows out of himself right up onto you. About to lose himself in that lost will That is thirst. such a classic vampire. Yeah. A vampire is a vampire is a vampire. It's, like, it's like long claw-like fingernails, greasy black hair, uh, <laughs> high cheekbones, oh, yeah. serious chin, fangs. It's a vampire. Yeah, he's a vampire for I was expecting... Real. I don't know what I was expecting. I wasn't really expecting... <laughs> 
<laughs> Such a straight. It could be a vampire. blob with a uh, fang, or or any just anything that gets blood out of another thing. Yeah. But no, it's 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 a straight up. I'm vampire. loving it. I'm loving it. So it's just about midnight. Oh, uh, you're no. in a bunk. You pretend to be asleep, but you've never been so wide awake in your life. This is the Suddenly, spookiest one we've ever read, and we're in a very dark garage in the middle of the night. <laughs> Shut up! I hadn't spooks. thought about that. It's spooky. I'm, I'm assuming the power of the tiki bar will keep monsters out. There is about 75 percent of this garage we cannot see. <laughs> it could be anything out there. All right, you feel a presence in the room. You hear a footfall and another. The vampire is moving closer. You long to scream, to leap out of your bunk and run, to lash out against him. Anything but what you must do, which is to lie completely still pretending to sleep until the vampire arrives at the point of vulnerability, the moment when his bloodlust overwhelms him. Oh, no. Um, So he lunges, and you're like, but a force field has arrested all motion. And you're like, yeah. And the vampire hovers there, struggling, pawing the air. Okay, so not arrested all motion. But he's pawing the air like an insect trapped in a spider's web. He ah, shatters nice. the air with a scream, but he cannot move. Captain Field deftly wraps Illyrian wire around the vampire's yes! legs and arms. Yes! Osprey, take the first watch. If the vampire tries to break loose, fire the stun gun at him. It'll shake him enough to prevent him from breaking out of the I'm Illyrian sorry, bond. sorry, just you is going to take the first watch? There's like a whole... I got a stun gun. Armada of the Space Force, that job is to take down this thing. Can, can not like a lot of people watch this thing? No, no, you're the new guy. Isn't there like a jail cell, like no. with guards? No, no, or you like get a... the wires, fine. Oh my god! Trust with the Biolyrian wires. The vampire stands helplessly before you. His face seems even whiter than before. His huge eyes, black as coals, are so penetrating that they could paralyze anyone who dared to stare at him. What? But his eyes are closed what? as he stands waiting for his death. Okay. Uh, so the Peggy is now streaking toward the sun. A few hours will be inside the Earth's orbit. And you're just alone in the room with this vampire. Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, and uh, we'll take it to the forward control room. The sun filters will be raised, and the full oh. force of daylight will uh, bring his almost immortal life to an end. Wow. Uh, oh, only then can he be safely buried in space, for until a vampire is killed by bright sunlight, there's always a chance the atoms in his body will reassemble. Whoa, that's again. cool. As a kid, I would have lost my mind for that. <laughs> True. It's like the T-1000 <laughs> coming back together. Uh, to have captured and truly killed a vampire is a great feat for which you and the rest of the crew will be richly rewarded. Which tells us Wait, like something with about money? Space Force, I guess Okay, so. Space Force has a very specific motivational... And yet, as you stand looking at this odious creature, you can't help but feel a tinge of pity. And of course, you're curious about him. You read about you read about vampires during your years at the Academy. Uh, you did? As in Books of Legends, I'm assuming. In Books of Legends. But most experts hold that vampires do not really exist. How wrong they are. Now you got this one right in front of you, you want very much to question him, but they have very strong personalities. They can be very hypnotic. It can be dangerous, even when bound in Illyrium chains. Oh, no. Do I talk to the vampire or do I avoid oh, talking to no. the vampire? I think that you yeah. talk to the vampire. Of course I talk to of the vampire. Of course you talk to the buddy. vampire. This is why I thought we had the same exact read. Man, this is a good read. Um, so here's another picture. It's real good. It's a boy standing okay. next to a vampire whose yeah. legs and arms are bound in Illyrium sure. wire. And the vampire has a look on his face. And he's got a single tear rolling down his cheek. Oh, wow. Single tear rolling down his cheek. And he's laying it on real thick. Oh, man. And the man. little boy doesn't really look like he's putting up with it, to be He looks to be suspicious, but the boy is much smaller than the vampire. The vampire is enormous. Almost um, <laughs> ogre-like, right? Or um, <laughs> This vampire is 6'6". Six, six, orc-like. Like, almost big. orc. Almost like, looks like an orc. Little, yeah, kind of. a little bit. Space work, which is cool. So you decide to talk to the vampire, and what you say is, tell me about yourself. <laughs> and he shakes his head. He's not going to talk to you. Okay. You move closer. 
<laughs> I said. <laughs> the vampire ignores you, keeping his eyelids shut. You wonder what he's feeling. How many years he has lived? Is he thinking of you? Is he... <laughs> <laughs> Tell me, you ask gently. Where do you come from? Sully opens his eyes. He regards you with such a piteous look that you're almost moved to undo his bonds. But Don't you shrink back eyes. a step, remembering that this unholy creature has murdered thousands of innocent people. Sure. Are you ready? Yeah. <clears throat> I come from okay, right, the fifth right. planet of the star Akbar, he says haltingly. <laughs> okay. Racist. As if the effort of speaking were painful to him. What do you mean? Not Akbar. It's, I don't know. Like the um, Star Wars guy. It just feels racist. It does. <laughs> it is the planet of the vampires. <laughs> yes, there's a planet. Yes. No humans live there, nor any animals. Only millions of vampires. What do they eat? We do not need. I'm glad you asked. We do not need animals or people. The ocean is made of blood. What? You guess, but I mean, a lot of questions there, right? <laughs> like human blood? Is it an ocean of human blood? Where is it actual blood from? or is it just chemically the same? Is the planet maybe just one big round human? And that's just got a big gaping wound on it? Or is like, this vampire like lying to a boy? Like any ooh, of these things are that possible. That seems possible. <laughs> uh, you gasp at the news. How many vampires have visited our solar system? The vampire presses his lower lip between his silvery teeth. Silvery teeth. That's okay. twice in a one read I've gotten a, a, of great, a great big man biting his lower lip at sure, me. Sure, sure, sure. I am the only one left. The others oh. have died in the light of the sun. What? The earth is not a good place for vampires. We should never have left home. A single tear trickles down his wait, cheek. Wait, wait, wait. So he's the last one to come to earth? Yeah, everyone Were else Related to the died. game, the rest of them all came to earth and died? Well, the, of the ones, I think the... I think oh, 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 the, of ones the ones who, who left came. home, gotcha. he's the last one. Gotcha, gotcha. You're astonished, or astounded, never having imagined that these evil creatures could have such a human emotion. Yet the thought of a whole planet teeming with vampires bothers you. <laughs> Just drinking <laughs> the ocean. <laughs> Will the other vampires set out for Earth, you ask? The vampire, vampire nods, a very slight nod, as if he had no interest in your question. It says turn to page 101, and for a second I was like, I don't want to go to 101. No, 101. <laughs> That's hilarious. I feel like beachfront property is like extra expensive oh on gosh, that planet. Can you imagine? <laughs> for the first time, the vampire looks you in the eye. The other vampires will come. They want to see, they want to see Earth, for they believe it is a lush planet. Oh, they boy. do not know that on Earth they can never show themselves in daylight. Well, uh, the vampire's voice raises as he speaks. He seems overwhelmed by emotion. They will come. They will come unless I warn them. Oh, he wants to warn them not to come. You must warn them. The words spill out of your mouth without you're even thinking of them. The vampire shakes his head. By the time I get there, it will probably be too late. Maybe not. The only, the only chance is, as the vampire talks, his voice trails off. You lean closer, but you can't hear the rest of what he says. Perhaps his strength is leaving him because your spaceship is getting closer to the sun. This is amazing. <coughs> I'm like really in, excited to see what's happening. Three here. options. Okay. Three options here? Lean closer to try oh. to hear what the vampire is saying. Of course. Go tell the captain what the vampire said. Well, they're not an arc. Continue to stand guard. Mm, sounds a little inactive for you. I feel like you're going to lean in. I feel like you're. No? Nope. You think it's too much of a trick? I Yeah, I'm being tricked. I said, no, thank you. I continue to stand guard. But if you help him, he can warn the vampires not to come and they'll never come. And they can just stay on their planet and drink blood. Unless if it's a trick. If their man. planet was had oceans of blood, yeah. why would they ever leave? Right? I'm telling you, he's tricking me. Okay. You stand fast, determined to follow the captain's orders and not let yourself be tricked I'm by sorry. the vampire. This is, you choose to stand guard? I chose to stand okay. guard. Got it. The minutes go by. 
The others will arrive soon to take the vampire to the control room. You have performed very well, the vampire says in a firm, clear voice. Whoa. Another trick, you think, and say nothing. Hmm. You have defeated me. You have a great future in the Space Force, he continues. Nice. More of the same, you think, still He pulls nothing. his mask off. <laughs> Banners <laughs> come down and say, congratulations, <laughs> you graduated. You passed your final test. Yeah. I am, ab- uh, I am about to die, and I have only one thing that I can leave behind, the vampire says softly. Mm. I shall leave it to you. It is a bit of knowledge. Okay. You dare not look in the vampire's eyes, but you're too curious to resist, to resist asking, what is this knowledge? As you speak, you hear the crewmates, uh, your crewmates approaching. The vampire does not reply. The captain snaps Illyrium thongs onto his legs. Okay. That's like the thing where you, yeah. Uh, as you and the others carry the helpless creature forward to the control room, you whisper in his ear, what knowledge? You gotta know. The vampire remains silent. He's trying to Soon you are all assembled in the control room. The captain moves to the sun filter switch. In a few moments, the room will be flooded with brilliant sunlight and the vampire will die. You look directly into the vampire's cold black eyes. At Don't. last, he responds. So long as you deny their existence, so long as you refuse to believe in them, no vampire shall ever touch you. Mm. The sun shines in and he is no more. What? The end. Oh, I like that. Do you? What does it mean? No, no, no. I like that you kill the vampire. Yeah, at the it's end, cool to kill the vampire. And that he says something weird and cryptic before he dies. He says, so long as you deny their existence, no, but they won't harm you. You had an adventure <coughs> with ups and downs, peaks and valleys that led you to stopping and defeating the vampire with some serious philosophical. philosophical. I don't think it's. I philosophical <laughs> quandaries at the end. And then he says, okay, so what does he say? He says, so long, so as, long you, as you deny their existence, so long as, as you refuse to believe in them, no vampire shall ever touch you. So they're, they're really supernatural in a really weird way. No, because the people who were killed on that spaceship probably didn't think there was a vampire killing people. This makes sense, though, because. <laughs> Because, okay, hear me out, as far as the people on the ship go, sure, they probably didn't believe in vampires, but you sleep and you wake up in the middle of the night, you see that standing over your bed, your brain says, it's a vampire, oh crud, vampires are real, ow! So it's a useless piece of knowledge. Yeah, except now you're armed with it, so if you wake up in the middle of the night and see a vampire, maybe you can rely on it. But but no, here's the larger larger theory that this inspired in me. Is that they don't really exist. They're a product of our imagination. Mm-hmm. We imagine them so, which makes sense because yeah. that's the only reason their planet with oceans of blood <laughs> makes sense is if some kid imagined it and made it manifest. I see. So, with the power of a man, imagination, you can also rend- render them ineffective. I don't, I think it just doesn't make sense. It's all about the power of imagination. Space Force hasn't trained you for that. And that's the thing that you're going to need to bring if there's to another Space Force. story where it turns out that it's just this dumb kid has made vampires real, then that's cool. <laughs> but I think what actually happened is they try to make the vampire say something cool and it doesn't mean anything or make any sense. He might just be trying to get in your head. <laughs> like, that's why he didn't answer for a long time because he yeah. was like, what should I... Like, what should I say? What would be the weirdest thing I could say? What should I say? What should I say? Something about his family? No, 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 no. No, no. This is more... I really enjoyed your read. Yeah, it was cool. You felt crummy about that ending? I, I just the because ending, of the... the last thing doesn't make any sense at all. And I was like, okay, fine. But it was but a the, very read complete, was a very complete yeah, yeah. adventure. I would say I would classify that as a complete mm-hmm. adventure. We both got a lot of pages, I feel like. 
Yeah, it seemed like I didn't write them down yet, but it seemed like a lot. Like more than Cave of Time, I think. Oh, yeah. So lots of choices. Yeah. Lots of pages. Yeah. Longer adventure each time, which yeah. is nice. Uh, yeah, I enjoyed that. It's very promising. Very promising. I feel like there's a lot of good lore yeah. to sink Weird our lore. teeth hey. into. Like it, like into an ocean of blood. Like into an ocean of... Uh, I don't know about that. It doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't Where make does any the blood sense. come from? <laughs> Where does the blood come from? I mean, it could be like a blood-like sub substance. Yeah, it's chemically right? identical, weirdly, to human blood. Yeah. So when you find yourself as a vampire on Earth, eh, that's a nice warm cup of blood. But that's like being like, uh, like living, like you live in a house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Plenty of room in the house. Yeah. And this fridge always has hamburger patties in it. Right, right. Constantly. Yeah. But then somebody tells you <laughs> that on the other side of the world, there's an island full of cows and if you can kill them yeah you can make hamburger patties right, right. and you're like i'm leaving this house <laughs> to find this island <laughs> so it's like these space vampires are like foodies yeah maybe like, that's i gotta yeah, i gotta yeah, try yeah. that i gotta that try sounds it amazing. you have to try it if you haven't had actual human blood you know you really not have blood i'm telling you what oh you're just an ocean drinker yeah <laughs> I grew up drinking Ocean. It's fine if that's what you're into. Yeah, look at you now. All right, well, I like this book so far. Yeah, so far so good. It spooked me out a little bit. Yeah, spooky stuff. A little bit spooky. Lots of fun world building. Yeah, Space Force all the way. Space Force forever, reclaiming it. <laughs> uh, and I'm excited to see where we where we end up next week. Um, we did mention last week that... If anybody, since we skipped a po- oh, postmortem yeah. this oh, time, geez. if anybody had some questions for for us, we would address them. Uh, we did get one question on Twitter that we kind of responded to, but I thought it'd be fun to address yeah. um, on here as well, just in case. Just in case that that is why they asked the question. So let me pull it up here on my on my uh, handheld device. It is from at Agma the Lesser. <laughs> uh, they say at Finish It Pod, what was your favorite choose your own adventure art so far? And Matt, I noticed you responded with the picture of the boy with the towel on the head. That's correct. I don't actually like that piece of art personally. It's amazing. It's so it's not an, it's not appropriate at all. What do you it, like about it? Just because it's so inappropriate? It's so specific and it's so weird. The ropes, the towel. It's and there is a man in the background shuffling through papers. You can barely see it, but he's there. Yeah, it's just a horrible picture to put in a kid's head. I love it. The, my much, second picture yeah. was uh, the picture where you're killed by a snake. And oh, that's a very, very, very good one. There uh, is not a whole lot of art in Thromby. I like just because like the perspectives are all over the place. <laughs> yeah. I like Prufrock's office with all the crazy mug shots all over the yeah, wall of the famous criminals. <laughs> the famous criminals. My favorite though, from everything that we've read, was. The drawing of the turkey looming behind yeah. you in the closet in the darkness because <laughs> really it good. does look yeah. like a nightmare ghost. It turkey, is a nightmare and ghost. They really nailed <laughs> what they were going for in that image. Is still still my favorite. Um, so yeah, that's that 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 that's a good question. Thank um, you for for that question, and thank you to our, our Twitter friends in general for being really nice and and uh, mentioning us and uh, to people. You guys are really cool, and it's so nice to see that. Yeah, my and other special favorite. shout out to yeah. oh maybe that's what you're gonna talk no, about. No, go for it. 
to uh, at Louisa Lawler. Yeah, that's why I was about to say my other favorite piece of so good art yeah. from recently is a, at Louisa Lawler tweeted, "Listen to the latest finish it pod, and now all I want is a book about Jenny Mudge and Louisa solving mysteries <laughs> yeah. in the cave of time, which I agree with." Yeah, and she made an amazing piece of art of Jenny and Louisa, and they look so, so rad. That's not and canon. I just it's so wanna, awesome. It's totally canon now. <laughs> I just want to see. That show is such rad yeah. character design for both of them. It actually made me like Jenny, <laughs> which I, ha- like- I haven't liked her in a long time. <laughs> it's not Jenny's fault. It's we not were, Jenny's that fault. That was a torture show. And that's, this reminded me of that. So thanks for doing yeah. that. That really like made our day. It's um, been a few weeks without a makeup, but there will be another one next I'm trying for next week. And I'm excited. I don't know anything about makeup, but I'm excited to see if the worlds start to bleed together. Things are going to bleed. Things are going to bleed. Things are going to bleed like the ocean on the planet of vampires. Does that bleed? Well, I don't know. Is that a river? I don't know how rivers maybe work. The, <laughs> like the rivers and streams must bleed into the ocean. I don't want to talk but about But maybe that's freshwater blood. The, the vampire F- was fresh lying to a dumb boy. I don't know. Okay. Freshwater blood. Salt blood? Fresh blood? blood? No, I don't know. Then do you um, get salt water blood taffy? I mean, i try it. i try it. Um, <laughs> uh, so lots of questions lots of questions to be answered and we will dive back in next week uh, until then yeah. take care to keep your business drier than yourself yeah